might need a small violin to start this one, but welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops podcast, uh, playoff edition. I'm your host, Brandon Aperno, joined with my co-host, Matt Hannafin, both senior writers at hothothoops.com, and we are disappointed. Talk to me, Matt. Talk to me. <laughs> An opportunity to sweep, but we had to go and do the podcast the other day. I know. And now, <laughs> now we're back after a big old L. I, I take I take full responsibility for yesterday's loss for a couple of reasons. One, uh, bugging you to record after we haven't recorded for three games. That's that that's just me though. I I bug I bug you guys to record. I'm just kidding. That's not always the case. Um, and then secondly, in lieu of last last podcast, remember we talked about movies, and now I haven't seen many movies. Well, yesterday. Uh, with the fellas, we it was the end of, end of the semester for a few of my friends. Uh, they were available, and so we went to go see a movie during the day. Um, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy three. It was, no it was okay. I've seen the no second spoilers. One. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it. It, it was okay. Uh, I don't think I saw, I don't think I ever saw the first one, but I've seen the, the second one. And I like the second one. But I'm also not the person to be asking about movie opinions. But I take some responsibility. Uh, no pregame movies. That's that's my new. That's my new just for the rest of the playoffs. I take some responsibility for that. Uh, so I know why why not some responsibility. I take full responsibility for yesterday's loss. Uh, to all the to all the Heat fans out there, blame me. Um, but no, anyways, I think it's for for. For yesterday, I mean, was it frustrating for Miami? Yes. Was it disappointing that they didn't sweep on their home court? Yes. But, like, if we just want to put in some perspective to this, I mean, sweeping the number two seed when you're the eighth seed in the NBA playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals is not supposed to be easy. Um, For Miami, it definitely wasn't easy. And... You and I both predicted that Miami would eventually sweep. We did also expect Boston to come out with more urgency, though. Um, at least, I mean, I was a little bit like, hey, I expected more urgency from Boston in games two and three. I didn't know if that would happen in game four, but, I mean, you could just assume them fighting for their season that they're going to show more urgency, and they absolutely did. Yeah, so, we did pre- We did predict the Heat were going to sweep. That was more so just putting some positivity out in the world. <laughs> right, right. But I'm just saying, like, we it, we didn't expect it to be like it was in Game 3. I no, think that's it, kind it, of the point I'm going with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Because, like, look, everyone forgets that Game 1 and 2 were highly competitive. And, like, uh, you know, you expected Boston to shoot the lights out at least one of the games. Um, I right. didn't necessarily love everything that I was seeing, which was like, oh, yeah, this is the Boston that we know, love, and remember. And all that kind of thing, because like that Boston hasn't even been present in the playoffs. I don't even know if they exist, but if you, you know, you make 40% of your three points uh, in three point shots and the heat make 26.7% of theirs, you're going to win the game. It's right. like, it's no if, ands or buts. Like you can't have bam who had been like uh, scoring and scoring nearly 20 points a game. The last few games score 10 and expect right. to win. You know, you can't have Jimmy missing shots. He usually makes missing free throws. Um, and, 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 and Bam missing free throws and expect to win the game. There's also all kinds of little things and little intan- uh, intangibles that you have to account for. And the heat up, 
it's it's still it still remains the same analysis that we made in the preview pod for the series, which is to win these games, the Heat need to play near perfect basketball. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're down 3-0 or up 3-0 in this case against this team. That's what you need to do. And the Heat didn't do it. They had like a nice little start. Like I like when K-Love gets it started for the Heat because it makes Matt take his medicine. But at the same time... Um, I Don't you K-Love. mean Kevin? K-Love. Oh, love. Okay, I thought you said yeah, yeah. Caleb. I was like, me taking no, medicine no, for no. Caleb. What am I taking? No, 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 no. You're, you're giving. You're, 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 I'm giving you're, medicine. You're selling. Not just kidding. Sorry. I guess I'll, I'll just refer to him as uh, Kevin Love. Okay. I, I, the, sorry. You said it. Yeah, I thought you said Caleb. My fault. My fault. All right. No, Caleb. no. It's cool. It's cool. Like I got these old headphones on. Like you might not audio might not be coming through the way it's supposed to. It is okay. Um, but regardless, you know, like, uh, and the, like, it's not like the heat played atrocious, like maybe down the stretch, it was a little bit of an atrocity, but like, there's a few things, um, like the heat had moments when they were, uh, where they led significantly by nine at a certain point. Um, you know, they had moments like that behind the back pass to bam, which was just spectacular from Gabe. Um, but you know, like sometimes you don't win a Scott Foster game and that's okay. You know, like uh, you got another... <laughs> Yeah, like, um, it's, it's just like, it's losing a game like this and, and it just spins that old narrative back. Like, I don't know if you, I'm telling Matt, I don't know if you've been online today. Of course you have. Um, but, but whatever the case, like, you know, a lot of the narrative, yeah, a lot of the narratives being spun out of this loss is like, can Boston be the team that may, it's never been done before in the history of the NBA, but can they be the team? that comes back from 0-3, you know? And it's like, look, anything is possible. Anything is possible. I don't want to be a soundbite. <laughs> so, so, look, anything is possible. But, like, I personally, I just don't see it. It's never been done before. It's been done in other sports. Um, and I just don't think someone like Jimmy and Spo would allow that to happen. Um, you know, Spo's going to tinker the game plan to come out, and he'll probably – use uh, a lot of zone next game because it was pretty effective down uh, when they were using it yesterday in spurts. But, you know, there'll be adjustments. Uh, hopefully Gabe's okay. Uh, that ankle was disgusting. It was really And didn't uh, – I think it was Kyle. Wasn't it his ankle in the first quarter? Near the end um, of the first quarter that he banged up, that he rolled a little bit? Yeah, I think that. And then he had the – Or knee, no, it was his knee was when knee he thing. slipped. It was the near – yeah, the weird knee. It was, but it he, was looked, he looked okay. He you didn't. You didn't miss a beat, and like everyone's getting treatment today, anyway. Well, I, um, I mean, the t- some of the turnovers, though. I mean, the turnovers in general were tough, but like that, that last fouls. Kyle turnover where he, where Rob was on his tail, he he spins and throws it right, I think, right to Jalen Brown. It's just like, wait, like what? What in the world was that? I, um, I, I mean, know, but there was also I, I think like he turnovers. He had a trailer, huh? I think he thought he had a trailer there, but also Kyle should he just did. be trying to get that bucket. He did. Um but just some of the other turnovers yesterday. I mean, there were some dead ball turnovers that like you don't foresee getting called. Like I think Kyle got called for a travel in the lane. He got called for a double dribble in the second half that he knocked down a three pointer, like right after it was called, which was like, Oh, that's kind of unfortunate. Um, and then there was, I think another where, uh, I think, well, I want to say it was like a Jimmy travel or something like that. That was weird. Like there was a few dead ball ones that were just like, okay, like there was one, there was the one where Gabe got brought, got blocked, but I I think Rob in the corner, he yeah. catches it, steps out, and then rolls his ankle subsequently. And it's just like, well, that's also unfortunate. 
Um, and so there were some dead ball ones that were weird, but like there was a couple where Bam was getting like, I know that there was one in the first half. I can't remember if it was the one that Kyle threw um, or Gabe. It might have been, I think it was one of them where they threw it to Bam when he was in, in a pick and roll and Bam was surrounded by like four defenders. Jason pokes it away. And I think they get a bucket out of that. Uh, there, I know Jalen jumped a couple in the passing lanes um, throughout the middle of that game. And it was just like Boston's defense was just much better in game four. It was probably the best that it's been all series for at least a full 48 game or 48 minute sample. Cause I know like Miami throughout the first, I want to say like 10 to 15 minutes, it didn't look completely dissimilar to what we saw in game three, but then Boston started tightening up. They were forcing tougher Miami shots. And of course, obviously Boston was knocking down theirs. And so that sometimes fuels what your, your energy and your disposition and your connectivity on the defensive end. And I think that was really important. Like, as you mentioned, Boston hit 40% of their threes. Boston this year, I looked it up earlier. They were, I think, 37-2 and two in the regular season and playoffs when they knocked down 40% of their threes. Miami's 11-20 and 20 when they allow a team to knock down 40% of their threes. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it was just one of those games. I mean, also just Miami just wasn't making the same looks from deep, open or not, than they were in game three. I mean, I know there was a couple more contested looks, I would say, because I think Boston was doing a better job contesting on the perimeter and just playing better defense and but even some of the like semi-open looks that Miami was getting it just didn't feel like they were knocking them down as much um especially in that second half and in that third quarter I think my I think Miami shot three of 16 from three-point range in the second half if I remember correctly 35 percent from the floor <clears throat> and then conversely Boston shot 57 percent and 45 from deep Jason Tatum had 25 of his 33 in the second half uh he was phenomenal. He looked like the Jason Tatum that, again, that we, as you alluded to, that we all know and love. I thought he was the best player on the floor, at least in that second half. I thought, I mean, I thought Caleb was in the first half, and I thought Caleb did a good job on Jason in the second half. But, again, when Boston's forcing turnovers, they forced, for, they forced 15 of them. They're getting out in transition for 27 points off turnovers. Uh, it's a winning formula, and Boston's one of the better transition teams in the league, and Again, that just fuels their offense when they're able to get into the lane and when they're able to then in the half court uh, make Miami pinch a little bit more. And so they're able to get these open threes and they were more they were they were more open. They were more they were they were better spaced. The ball was better than what we've seen throughout these first three games for Boston. So just all of that together. I know I'm going on a little bit of a ramble here, but uh, I think all of that was just key to their success yesterday. And I think they deserve all the credit for that. Look, man, it's a it's a justified uh, rant, and I think you're absolutely right. Like, um, there were times yesterday where, like, I thought good defense was played on Jason Tatum, um, and uh, and you know they just couldn't they just couldn't stop him. Um, you know, there were also things that went well for Miami. Like, there's some lucky stuff, like that Tatum blocked three on Struce that turned into a Struce three, where right. like it it's, it seemed like the right. Heat had them on the ropes, but it's like. You know, you have a guy like Tatum who can explode. You have to make sure he doesn't. And you can't have Tatum, Brown, and Rob explode on your team either. Because, like, um, you know, those are – that's what gets you beat. And, I mean, I mean, Tatum in non-garbage time and it's 33 points. Brown, you know, still still an average game. He hasn't been the Jalen Brown he was during the regular season. I had 16 non-garbage uh, time points. And then, 
you know, you had other guys step up. Like uh, I thought Grant Williams was excellent yesterday. I thought Derek White was excellent yesterday. I thought Horford was really solid and like uh, Bam. Yeah, is is Robert Williams still averaging 100% from the field cuz at times it felt like it. Um it's, it's 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 one of those and then you still have the sixth man of the year uh who's not like wasn't even playing uh, to his potential yesterday. So it's like, you know, the the Celtics are a very deep team, you know, and like very, you know, you see what happens when Joe Mazzulla only watches the town three times in one week instead of four <laughs> and watches some game film. No, just, I'm just messing with Celtics. Do you think he's going to watch it tonight? Tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Do you think he watches that on game days or is that like, okay, if I have an off day, I'm going to watch it? Or like, is that something where he's watching like before or after practice, like where he's. Can like we be trying to like drop? Can we be, can we be absolutely real? There is no possible way that Joe Mazzola does this. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, no. The town is a great movie. I, I enjoy think, it. No, a lot. I, I think it's crazy enough to like. I actually believe it. I just don't know if he's sitting down and watching it. Like, you know, like when sometimes you're working on something or you're like typing something up and you have like TV, like a TV show or. Uh, like a like a movie or something or a podcast in the background, kind of like the yeah. ha- ha Hoops podcast, um, yeah, which you all should like and subscribe to. Give us five star rating. Um, or like before you're going to bed and you just like throw on like a TV show or something like that. Like, do you think it's something? I don't think it's something to where he's watching it at length for the full. I don't how how long is it? Two two and a half hours. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, I gotta fucking look up the uh, the freaking running time of the town right now. Give me one second. No, I just don't. I just <laughs> no, don't think, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing I, it. I just don't think it's one of those things where it's like he's watching it. He's sitting down and watching it with like popcorn every single time. Like he's probably doing. He's probably multitasking, doing something else while he while he has it on in the background. I again, I just can't come to the realization of someone liking a movie so much to where they watch it that many times in a week. And that's from someone who countlessly watches movies and doesn't rewatch new or doesn't watch new movies. As I've talked about on this pod before, I think, uh, with I the think exception of yesterday, which again, movies. take full responsibility. <laughs> Look, part of me, part of me wants to attend um, a game in South Florida. Um, it's if, if, uh, if the series gets extended uh, to ask Joe Mazzula in a press conference what he thought of Blake Lively's performance in the town as a role that she usually doesn't, you know, she usually wouldn't take. And I thought she was, she did pretty well in it. But also I'm curious to see, um, at the time, what he thought of John Hamm's performance, who was really stuck in the Don Draper archetype from Mad Men at the time. And, you know, him going into that kind of law thing. I thought it was a good performance from John Hamm and Jeremy Renner too was almost a breakout role. So I don't know. I got these questions for Joe Mazzula that don't have to do with the Celtics at all. And uh, imagine uh, getting eliminated in the playoffs in Game Six, <laughs> and you have someone just ask you a question about the town. <laughs> so what do you fun. think of this performance? That it's like, wait, what, dude? We just got <laughs> bounced by fifteen points. It, it should be top of mind considering how much time. <laughs> considering he spends nearly eight hours watching it per week. <laughs> Oh, dude, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, I don't know. I, I want to know, like, I actually want someone to do that now. Yeah. Have you seen I Air? want someone to do that now. Have you seen, uh, like, uh, the new Michael Jordan, like, uh, shoe movie Air? No. 
Oh, you should watch it. But also directed by Ben Affleck and stars Matt Damon. So the question about Air, despite the fact that it happens almost entirely in either Wilmington, North Carolina or Portland, Oregon, does it count as a Boston movie? Because it's Ben Affleck and uh, directed and Matt Damon starred and Ben Affleck is also in there as Phil Knight. So um, anyway, to listeners who have not seen Air, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a nice little basketball correlation there. Great sports marketing movie. I highly recommend it. It did not make enough at the box office and uh you guys should it's on amazon prime so you have no excuse if you're an amazon prime <laughs> member to go watch that movie because like they should i don't want them to stop making movies like that because it's really good um regardless we've gotten off the rails again yes we have but it's still boston related so we're not <laughs> totally off the rails just yet um regardless i mean like 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 we can talk about the heat all day but i think it boils down to just a couple things about how we lost and run bam couldn't get going uh, number two, Jimmy, Jimmy was missing shots that he usually hits. And though he had his little bit of his spurts, it just wasn't there. We need more from Kyle Lowry. Uh, you need to be, you need to be the Kyle Lowry from the first two series and the beginning of this series. You can't, you can't be 2022 Kyle Lowry unless you're game six, 2022 Kyle Lowry, in which case you can't be Kyle, that Kyle Lowry. So we'll see what happens. Um, and also, I mean, Gabe and Caleb need to be the Gabe and Caleb they have been. It's, it's, Caleb was it's, good yesterday. You know, that's in the true. first half specifically, but that's true. But it's like, but it's it's like I've been saying, right? It's like it's near perfect basketball. And you need everything from everyone. Yeah. Like if Jimmy, it, I, I saw it on Twitter today, and I forgot who said it. So like, if it's your tweet that I'm referencing, then like you know, hit me up or you know, comment on the pod. Um, but it was it was basically like the offense is so reliant on Jimmy Butler basketball that when it's like Jimmy is having a little bit of an off game, it unravels a little bit. And I think that's very true. Um, I just wish like in games like this, I wish like you'd have Bam step up instead. You know, it's like, it kind of speaks to the fact that it's like this Montreal, it's Montreal. Jeez. Does, uh, does Miami um, have a true number two? And it's like, I think Bam is that guy. Uh, but it's like, at the same time, it's you need you need that you need that combo punch. It's like if we go back to the big three era, it's like specifically, um, and it's a it's a hard point for many Heat fans. But if I like rewind all the way back to the 2011 NBA Finals when LeBron was getting bodied by JJ Barea, um, D Wade was putting on a Finals MVP type performance. You know. Um, and I know that it's, it was largely Dwayne's team at that point. He hadn't, you know, set, he hadn't relinquished like ownership of the team to LeBron until the, the season uh, after. But at the same time, it's just kind of, you know, it's like, okay, Bron's not stepping up, D Wade's stepping up. And then like it got really good later on where it's like, okay, D Wade's off, Chris is stepping up or, you know, Bron's off a little bit, D Wade's going to have a big game. You don't really have that with this Heat team, um, which is, which is a shame. Uh, you kind of had it in the uh, bubble where it was like Goron was carrying so much of the offensive weight until the finals that like, uh, you know, if Goron wasn't doing his traditional, I think it was like 20 points per game in that, in that playoff playoff run, then Jimmy was going to be Jimmy and it at least gave him a little break. So like Jimmy doesn't have room for air and that makes, that makes it hard to win games. But at the same time, I'll take just, you know, given how well Jimmy's played, I'll take a crappy Jimmy game every once in a while. Well, I think, like, in the first half, Miami was getting that, again, from, like, the 14 points on 6-6 shooting that Caleb had. I mean, Jimmy's stat line at the end of the first was, he had 9-4-3, and which it's like, okay, they were up 6. He had, like, 
a decent first half to his standards. They were winning the minutes that he wasn't on the floor. At least I believe they were. And like they they had 11 points from Vincent. They had 10 more from Bam. Um, and so you were expecting kind of like in that third and fourth quarter to kind of put an imprint on the game. And I know Boston again started ramping it up defensively. They go on that. Miami was up nine. They go on that run, that 18-0 run or whatever it was, 16-0. And then Jimmy was then then it was a lot of like Jimmy ball and like Jimmy trying to get Miami back into it. He was he had he was getting like some of the looks that, as you mentioned earlier, like that he would normally make that they were just falling out. Like I know he had a floater over Derek White that he just barely missed. And I know at one point, I think they cut it to like four. And then Tatum hits a turnaround jumper, then gets a steal for a layup. And then, or I know, I don't think it was a steal for a layup, but then he gets a layup on the other end and then he gets a steal and uh, Grant Williams knocks down a three. And then all of a sudden it's up to 11 before you know it. And so it's like, it, it just also felt like Boston was doing a good job responding to any mini kind of run that Miami was putting together. Um, <clears throat> but as you talked about, in those moments, the turnovers and the sloppiness wasn't like wasn't ideal for Miami. It just felt like there were too many turnovers that were lackluster, whether they were dead ball or live ball. And then defensively, Boston, or at least defensively, Miami wasn't as crisp. It just didn't feel like they had as big of a sense of urgency in game four than they did in game three. Um, and so then, like, just all, again, all of that together just doesn't really it doesn't really result into any kind of success for Miami, but you're right. They do need other bodies to step up as we've talked about over and over again throughout this playoff run. Miami's going to need multiple bodies from somewhere. And it felt like in that first half they were getting it. Um, but then in the second half, everything fell apart. Like the shots that Caleb was hitting in the first half and really throughout the series in these playoffs just weren't falling. Same thing. I mean, Kyle was sloppy. Uh, Bam. It felt like at times just wasn't crawling the ball like well enough and that we've seen that from him before, but they were also just defending him better. Like it was just a, it was just a combination of things I think for Miami that just didn't go their way. And some, and suppose talked about that in the post game, like kind of alluding to what we talked about at the beginning, like, yeah, this stuff's not supposed to be easy. Sometimes not everything's going to go your way. We're going to stay the course and we're going to, we're going to do what we can. And I think, or let me just ask you this question right now. While I'm thinking about it. Like, what do you think happens in game five? Because I know Boston hasn't played well at home at all this postseason. I think they're what four and five, four and six at home. Um, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of pressure at home. Uh, there is a lot of pressure at home, and especially again, it's another game where they're playing for their season. Like we've seen this before, where like Miami in the bubble. Remember when they were down two zero to the Lakers and then three one to the Lakers? They pull out wins. Um, we saw it with Boston in the Philly series. They they go to Philly down three two. They they win there. And then obviously they win in game seven. Like, so it's like when teams obviously are playing from behind, like sometimes I, I think I, 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 I want to say I tweeted this last night. I was either on my account or the hot, hot account. Like sometimes the hardest games to win are the closeout games. And yeah. so like there, you have to kind of, you kind of have to fashion your own motivation and sense of urgency. And do you think Miami ultimately does that up three, one in enemy territory uh, with like, I don't think they want to go back to Miami to play another game, at least not until the NBA finals. Like what, like, what do you think they pull this out in game five? Like, what do you think? I hope so. I'm not going to give it. I don't know if I want to give a prediction, uh, based on our prediction <laughs> after last time. time. Yeah. After last time I might, I might keep it ambiguous. Uh, 
but I'm cautiously optimistic that they do. Um, I think, you know, you had Jimmy who didn't seem to be sweating it at all <clears> yesterday, <throat> you know, um, smiling uh, on the bench and joking with his teammates as the game to a came to a, a game came to a close singing Alicia keys uh, right at the, uh, in the post game <laughs> presser, you know, like I think, um, I, I think he's right. I think the heat are going to be all right. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, I think they have a good opportunity. Um, I think they like being the underdogs so much that when they're favored, it kind of messes with them a little bit. Um, eight point underdogs for my betting degenerates. I think that's the last time. That's what it was. The last time I looked, it was seven and opened at seven and a half. But so, anyway. so there you go. There you go. Um, I'd like to think they get it done in Boston. They've proven that they're capable of doing so. They've won tons of games in Boston in the past and, you know, in this series alone. So, you know, I think, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a recipe that all you need to do is add water. Really. Uh, it's like you're in Boston, you, Jimmy's coming to town. He has an opportunity to silence a house full of Celtics fans and uh, you know, and then, uh, do what he did yesterday, which was what a bunch of wine and some beer, and and then don't and not worry about it. Like, like if Jimmy isn't worried about it, I'm not worried about it. Really, like I, I said it on the pod a million times before, but this team is going to go as far as Jimmy Butler takes them, right? And um, you know, so I got to ride with my guy on this one. And if he's uh, if he's saying that we have nothing to worry about, then we have nothing to worry about. So. I'm not giving a prediction. I'm just cautiously optimistic because anything can happen. It's sports and that's what makes it fun. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that they can come in and do something about it. You know, I agree. I don't think they go eight of 32 from deep again, but that was pretty rough. And, and I, actually there was uh, some really good analysis on Twitter about that too, which is like, there's um, discussion on uh, regressing towards season averages, but like at the same time uh, too, I think it was Hardwood Paroxysm was talking with uh, Seth Bardow, who's like a really good uh, analytics um, uh, analytics follow on basketball Twitter, if you haven't followed him. Um, and uh, they were just kind of discussing like the theory of, um, you know, of regressing back towards what a season average is. And there was discussion that like, would you say that it's kind of unfair to say that the Heat are regressing back to their season average, given that their star shooters were having almost a year long slump. So um I think it was an interesting theory that was uh, not necessarily proven wrong, but uh, proven to kind of be in a weird spot just based on how bad they shot in the regular season, based on how they shot in the in the season. And then if you go back a year, they shot really well. So it's like, which one, which it's like, will the real slim shady please stand up? You know, because we don't, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Like <laughs> I think Duncan Robinson's a good shooter. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> and I think Max Cruz <clears throat> is a good shooter, and I also well, for think Duncan, Kevin it's been Love, longer than just a year, but yeah, yeah, I think Gabe Vincent's a pretty good shooter. Uh, do I think that they're as good as the playoffs uh, have made him out to be? Well, is Jay Crowder still shooting forty six percent from three? Just ask yourself that. So I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Uh, but regardless, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to enjoy it while we got it. So. Um, but it, moral of the story and long winded answer later. Yeah. Like Matt's saying, like the heat don't win next game if they don't hit their threes. That's, you know, we say it all the time, but it is a make or miss league and yep. you need to hit those shots because if you don't, you lose. It's that's it. That's the way the game has progressed. It's how it's evolved. You know, 
Like Boston uh, did in game four. And and they, they haven't have shot it. well all series. They go 18 of 45 from deep. They shoot 40%. They outscore Miami from 30 from deep and while also forcing 15 turnovers for, again, 27 second chance points. Man, I'm no mathematician, but three points are worth more than two. And if you hit more of those, then you generally win. Yep. Uh, but just a question, man. Who's winning the series? Uh, like, um, how many quarters did the Heat win yesterday? The Heat won. Yeah, let me look this up really quick. I want to say the Heat lost. I, I want to say the second quarter was tied. And so yesterday it was 6-6. Miami won the first quarter. It was tied the second, and then they lost the final two. So Miami's still down in the series 8-7-1. to one. I think oh, that was yeah. the first tie quarter of the series. At least I'm just going to say that was. But 8-7-1 and one, Miami is in the series. They are currently losing the series, Brandon. So they need a sense of urgency tomorrow. Yeah, honestly, like if Jimmy can generate a sense of urgency from quarters, um, then then cool with me. Um, but yeah, whatever the case, I think we're in for a really good one tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Heat Twitter and Heat Nation and those who are subscribed to us on the Hot Hot Hoops, uh, you know, Spotify and you know, just read read our articles and our our endless a sea of basketball dribble. Um, you know, are getting hype and they should be. This has been a really cool series. You know, it's something that we all didn't expect. And, you know, it's, uh, if it drags, it, it has a possibility to drag out a little bit longer. Um, but I think I do hope, and I'm using that. I'm being very, uh, NHL media trained here. Um, you know, to not commit to anything. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I think both teams play hard tomorrow. <laughs> No, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with anything that you just said. Uh, again, I, I offer, I think Greg Sylvander five reasons did a really good job with this, but, uh, just to offer some perspective. And I tweeted this kind of in the heat of the moment yesterday after yesterday's game. And I was like, there's a sense perspective of like, if Miami was up three one, if you, if you were to be told that Miami was up three one against the Boston Celtics, X amount of weeks ago in the Eastern Conference Finals, <clears throat> you would be thrilled about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You'd be ecstatic about it. You'd be whatever good adjective that you want to use. Um, and so I think that's fair to take into account. Again, was yesterday's loss frustrating for not just me, but Heat fans everywhere? Yeah, it was. It, it's not something you want to see when you're up 3-0 in a series, but that's just, again, uh, as the great Pat Riley said in the 2014 press conference, this stuff is hard and winning with sweeping this type of series. It's hard. It's difficult. It's not supposed to be easy. You got to have um, the guts. I don't think anyone. Yeah. You got the guts. Uh, we're going to do Brandon. Do you have the guts for game? I got the guts. Burn the book, burn the boats. I got the guts. Let's <laughs> let, let, me too. You want me, me too. you want me to commit to it? The Heat close out next game. Well, it's, <laughs> and it happens in Boston. You know, um, <laughs> you know, Jimmy hangs back, takes a trip to Fenway, does a does a tour of a Salem Witch Museum. You know, they got has some chowder, and then they get to go back to Miami. We don't need to talk about Fenway Park on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's so fine. He doesn't go to Fenway. He packs the can, have it yet, and they go back to Miami. Okay. 
that's that's better. <laughs> I really do. I really, I really do love Boston. I think it's a fantastic city, and I think Boston sports fans are some of the. I've best. heard it's. I've heard it's good too. I've heard it's good. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed every trip to the city, so I am not insulting Boston fans at all. I, I, I really, I really enjoy visiting Boston, um, and I think they're very passionate in fan base. I think, uh, I think you know, if you look at the fan bases in the NBA, I think the Knicks, I think the, I think Philly, I think Boston has three of the most passionate uh, NBA fan bases in sports, and that LA too. Even though, yeah, LA, LA fans can get a bit tricky when you're trying to discuss basketball. Um, mostly because, you know, I'm like, well, what about this year? And they're like, I didn't, I didn't watch that year. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but, but whatever the case, you know, I think, uh, I think it'll be a hard fought battle, but yeah, if you're going to force me to pick, I, I, I pick, I pick the heat. I'm forcing you to pick. I'm forcing you to be on the record. Take a stand. I was uh, doing some fantastic NHL media training. <laughs> hey, listen, that, more than fair, more than fair. Shout out to Florida Panthers, by the way. Tell kind of mirroring the Miami Heat as being another playing team, eight seed to make it to the to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're currently up three zero. I know that game's just about ready to start. We're recording yeah. this on. Uh, and I mean, they've already Wednesday. eliminated a Boston team, so it's now time for the Heat to mirror them. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Although they did in a game seven, and I just hope Miami, the Heat, get it done earlier than that. But listen, as long as the Heat win this series, we're good. Uh, yeah. But regardless, I I agree. I think. I I very hesitantly saying this because we agreed on the last point that Miami was sweet. That didn't happen. But I do think in my heart of hearts, I do think Jimmy Butler after getting eliminated in the Eastern conference finals on their home floor last year, I think that he will now eliminate the Boston Celtics on their home floor in game five. It was always heat and five. I'm saying that knock on wood when you say that, but it was always heat and five. And I what believe, was uh what was Jimmy's tweet or uh, Instagram caption today? Was it disappointed but determined? I think that's what, yeah. It said three one disappointed but determined. I think that's what it was. I love it. Let me double check that before we get out of here. Uh, Jimmy Butler, very good follow on Instagram. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He that that's what it was. Three one disappointed but determined. Well, you know what, man. I think there's an urgency. I don't think they want to come back to Miami. Heat and five down. I don't think they want to come back to Miami to play Boston again. I just, I, and man, if they do like they have the home crowd behind them, that's just a thing. Like Miami, Miami, their game three loss was their first loss at home all postseason. Although we have seen Boston beat Miami on their home floor before. We've also seen Miami do the same to Boston. So it's not, I think they've won what four straight at Boston. Yeah, four straight some, playoff some games, or is either four straight playoff games or four straight games in general? But again, like Boston's not completely uh, inevitable or whatever. They're not completely unbeatable on their home floor, as we've seen. Again, it's going to be hard to beat them three times on their home floor. It's it it again. This shit is not supposed to be easy, as we no. we've kind of alluded to, and that's me being potty mouth, Matt, and not. Uh, Normal math, but whatever, again, this man. Stuff, this stuff's not supposed to be easy. Goddamn, it might not be. It might not be easy, but it sure as hell entertaining. And I hope we're in for a really nice battle tomorrow. Or a heat blowout. Yeah, we'll I blow mean, out I'll, I'll take either. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, jeez, yeah. <clears throat> I cannot. My my, like, uh, still getting over a sickness. By the way, 
Uh, but that's, anyways, that's why he sounds the way he sounds, and that's why he makes the takes, or he, you know, he says the takes or makes the takes he takes. Maybe I can't speak today. Yeah, yeah. What what's going on? I'm just I'm tired, man. <laughs> it's late. Uh, thank you all uh, for listening. Please give us a five star rating, like, and subscribe. And um, watch Air. Five star review. Also watch what was it? I can't remember the movie now. The movie's called Air. Um, no, no, the, the one the one the Missoula likes to watch. Oh, the town. Don't watch oh, the, the town. town. Okay. Watch Air, so they keep making movies like Air. And also, I I listen. I'm not going to watch it for on Game Five day. I can't do that. It's no, pre-game, watch it's it pre-game movie. And you're, I, you're I in the West Coast. Tonight. It's it's like still nice and early for you. It's like an yeah, hour I'm, a, I'm a West Coast merchant. That's yeah. that's we, those allegations. I have not beaten those allegations yet. That's yeah, fine, man. A Heat fans, I like. I'm a Canada based Heat fan. We're everywhere. <laughs> it's it. Anyways, it is what it is. Uh, but thank you for listening as always, and we'll catch you here next time. Um, hopefully, hopefully with uh, a little bit more positivity in our voices. Thanks again. Thanks.